and welcome to another Trust the Wizards outside broadcast, some say gig review. Um, I'm Kicker of Elves and uh, I'm here with a new friend of the pod, Garrulous Mike, uh, and he and I are going to meet up with old friend of the pod, Texas Paul, and my fellow wizard, Chirito Garbanzo, shortly as we head into Liverpool uh, to go to the, uh, the Lomax in, in Liverpool. Um, and we're seeing uh, a night of five bands, part of their independent venue week. And we're going to see Michael Conroy, Mick Flaherty, JD Meatyard, Steve Thompson and the Incidents, and the headline band is the the Jar Family. Now, of those acts, I'm only really uh, familiar with JD Meatyard, who, of course, um, was formerly in Levelers Five and the Calvin Party. Uh, Gareth, Mike, if I just quickly turn to you, do you know any of these bands? So that'll be a, a no from Mike there, but uh, we'll, we'll have a little look at um, what I found online. Um, Mick Flaherty sounds like a, quite an interesting character. He's a solo artist from Liverpool, um, I'm, and I'm expecting sort of um, lots of looped guitar sounds and effects and all that sort of thing, possibly long instrumental pieces. Uh, he looks quite interesting. He's got up on his Bandcamp page. He's got the album Beetlejuice, uh, which uh, I've had a good listen to, and it sounds pretty good to me. So he, I think he might be be very interesting. Um, after him, due up is uh, Michael Conroy, who, as far as I know, is going to be doing some spoken word stuff. Um, so I don't really know what to expect there. And then. It's our friend J.D. Meatyard who, who will be doing a set, as I believe, as a three-piece. And I'm sure he's going to be playing some songs from his his new album, uh, which is due out later this year, I think. And it's called, well, it was called, as far as I know, Taking the Asylum. I don't know if it still is. So he may well be playing some songs from that. Hopefully playing some stuff from the, the Calvin Party Levelers 5 era. Um, and, of course, songs from his previous two solo albums which Mike I guess you're very familiar with yeah um, so his first first solo album was the so it was self-titled um, JD Meatyard which is in fact all his records I think have been out on Pro Plus uh, I've just got the album here uh, lots of fantastic songs on there uh, including the the closer Olive Tree which I'm particularly familiar, um, keen on um, and My Space Star, which I think we've played on our podcast before now. Um, and then that was followed up by his album Northern Songs, uh, which has um, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants, um, uh, a political song, Blow It Out Your Ass," which I know that you'll like, Mike. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, Mike likes that one. Um, but I am also hoping for a lot of Calvin Party. Um Anyway, we'll come back to him shortly because I must mention the other two bands before we go into town. Um, there's a guy called Steve Thompson who's playing with his band The Incidents, and I don't know anything about them. Uh, so again, I've been on, online and had a little bit of a, a listen. He's, uh, he's not a Scouser, well he might be a Scouser, but he seems to be based in Chester. Um, and he, he, there'll be a, some sort of... Um, Sort of Brit poppy type sound, I would imagine. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, sounds pretty good, and uh, I would imagine it'd be very interesting to see. And then finally, uh, we've got um, from Hartlepool, I think, the Jar family, and uh, they're they're an interesting looking bunch. Have you seen their video, Mike? Yeah. Well, they've got a video on their website uh, called of the song 1914, where they they seem to be wearing a, a greater range great range of hats. And I know you're a big fan of the hat. 
Um, so yeah, so hopefully we'll we'll see some of them on the stage. Um, they they have got to sound a bit. I think they sound a bit like the band, really. Um, possibly with a bit of um, the men they couldn't hang in there and, and, as well. Um, yeah, no, I think they'll they'll be they'll be great. So we're really looking forward to seeing all all these bands uh, having little or no knowledge of what they sound like, which is not unusual for us, to be fair. Um, I particularly am looking forward to seeing JD Mac, and I'm very excited because he has agreed to to give us some of his time after the gig, so we'll have an interview with him. I hope on this podcast to follow. Um, but in the meantime, I'm going to play us out with. Uh, one of the my favourite songs, actually, from his uh, the second Calvin Party album, Lies, Lies and Government. Um, and this is the song Life and Other Sex Tragedies. Words from her in my head Making a truth Or whatever that means Holding hands is for real Sitting across a table Soon.
changed so much Change so much, but it wouldn't be me. Ah, it wouldn't be me. And we're back from having seen uh, five bands at the Lomax in Liverpool. Um, and it's me, Kicker of Elves, and I'm here with my friend and fellow wizard, Chiritha Garbanzo. Hello. Good evening. Hello, good evening. We are driving driving away from uh, the <laughs> we are. in the Chiritza Mobile. We are. And yep. uh, we, we've been quite wowed, haven't we? Uh, be wowed, is, wowed is the word. Wowed yeah. is the word, yeah. 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 So uh, we should go back right to, back to the beginning. A lot of quality there. Yeah, a lot of yeah. quality. What a great venue as well. Can we just say that? Because yes. it's a long time since either of us have been at the Lomax. I've never been there. Ah, yeah. It's been there a while. But uh, it's what uh, a friendly venue. The staff are really nice. Really yeah. nice. And uh, get the feeling there's lots of people there who, tonight who are kind of regulars, and they were very nice too. So, they were. Yeah. It was a very friendly gig and uh, highly recommended venue. Um, so let's go back to the beginning. Then we we first saw M- Mike Flaherty. Mike, Mike Flaherty. Flaherty or, yes, yeah, I think that was his name. It was, uh, a, it was one bloke with lots of loops. Lo- yeah, uh, acoustic guitar. Yeah, he was doing a bit of beatboxing. He was doing a bit of um, yeah guitar playing yeah. and uh, um, singing, obviously, and yeah. making, you know, we only saw two songs, didn't we? I don't know if, he'd, if how long he'd been on, but we, we only saw two songs. I think we missed uh, the first, certainly, uh, but uh, yeah, they were great. And, and, the, and the last song in particular was very good, because yeah. it really, really built up a, quite, a, quite a multi-layered texture, and yeah. it was very good. Uh, the, the only thing I would, well, the only thing I would say was we couldn't really hear what he was singing no you couldn't really hear the words no, that's true. Uh, um, but the vibe was fantastic no, it sounded it? great the overall sound yeah. was great um, and the, the other thing I, I thought would be a good idea because the, the fella judging by the way he was playing the guitar I would say he's a classically trained guitar okay. player the way he was getting his fingers into funny positions All right. uh, and uh, he, he, he could really play he, could, he certainly could yeah. and I would have thought well maybe once he's built up that, all that texture stuff yeah. then how about just let him rip for a yeah. minutes really yeah, just yeah. Show, you know show, 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 well, maybe that's not what he's into anyway it was very good <laughs> it, it was very good and um, of course we should say that we were there with uh, Texas Paul and Garrulous Mike Garrulous Mike yeah, yeah and, and Garrulous, Garrulous Mike actually uh, uh, you know, turned to me and said I could, re- I could listen to him all night he said right Okay. So there, there's a review from him. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then there was Michael Conroy. 
Mike yes. Conroy. Four. X of the Orcs, uh, formerly uh, on the factory O-R-C-H-S. label. O-R-C-H-S. Yeah, on the, on the factory label. And he, he gave you a CD, didn't he? He did, he was very kind. Before he even played, he, he gave me a CD, which is by the band Super Queens, which is something to do with him. Uh, and the, the CD's entitled Royal Shit. Excellent. Yeah. And then he, but he, but he wasn't singing. He was doing spoken word poetry. He did, which was brilliant. It was uh, absolutely yeah. superb. You know, sort of John Cooper Clark style. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but but it was hard hitting. Uh, yeah. Funny. Yeah. Uh, very political. The last one he did, uh, ritual. Ritual abuse, Hume, it was called. Yeah, ritual abuse, that's right. Uh, and that was, um, I have an idea, I haven't even told you about this idea yet. All right, tell me now. I have an idea for, for a, a Trust the Wizards special edition, special episode about abuse? of the podcast. No, uh, but it's uh, an election special because there's an election coming. Oh, there is, yes, you're right, yes. So I thought we'd do a political uh, podcast. Oh, very good. And yeah. I think we should play that guy doing that poem. It was, uh, it was, that was amazing. It was hard to think. He was, he was very engaging. I mean, you know, it takes a lot of balls to stand up there and just read stuff. Uh, he was reading from his poetry book. Do you remember what it was called? No. I think no. it was called Easy Rhymes. Right. Okay. Uh, but they weren't easy rhymes. I mean, I think they were fairly difficult to get his gob round. Um, and they weren't easy in the sense that he had to think about what he was saying because there was a, there was a lot of depth to it. And uh, no, he was fantastic. He was very good, really, yeah, really yeah. good. And and you could tell he was good because the audience was silent. That's right, yeah. And there's this one which was called I don't know what it was called, but it, it had lots of things like not for all the tea in China. He uh, was followed by JD Mityard, who um, came came on with a, a three piece band um, and drums and an, and, a, and an additional guitarist and his, who, who, the guitarist who was in uh, Levelers Five. Yeah, is a is a right, yeah. original band. Um, and they were, they well, were ama- sublime. Well, ama- yeah, amazing, absolutely honest. amazing. Uh, a very intense performance, mm. uh, but um, with very, very serious songs on yep. the whole. Yep. Very, quite a lot of anger, yep. quite a lot of politics, uh, but also in other places, a much more tender kind of vibe. The song about the apple. I can't remember, but it was a, there was a slower, more gentle song. Well, he played a song about breaking up with his missus, which was he which did. Was, yeah, and there was another one know, I think he said was moving. food mother, which was which right. was a, a real contrast to a lot of the other stuff he was playing. Yeah, and everything from the heart. Oh, hundred hundred percent committed to it all, and uh, yeah. and and we really appreciate. It. And the fact that the audience appreciated it, he I thought he, he went down very well. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, if you haven't seen him play, go and see him. He, yeah. he, he is. Legendary, really. Yeah. I mean, there are a few people out there who are, who are singing about the things that really matter, uh, the way he does. I'd have to say. Yeah, and uh, and then of course we, we met him just after. Yeah, lovely and, man. Uh, so, listener, have a listen to our interview with JD Meatyard. Yes, yeah, at the Lomax in Liverpool. Uh, thanks very much for spending a few minutes with us. Uh, you're welcome, you're welcome, sir. Welcome. Uh, now, uh, we've seen a set which has a, a few new songs in it. Can you tell us a little bit about this new album that's coming out? Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's called Taking the Asylum. Uh, pretty self-explanatory, I think. Um, <laughs> the old, it's the same sort of thing. I'll be a bit more intense than the others, I hope. I don't know. I always wanted to be Sonic Youth, but I could never be. <laughs> and I wanted to be Pear Ubu, and I could never be either. <laughs> so, you so a full band on it, though? I, well, that's a three-piece we usually have. Uh, right. And we've got a fiddle player, and we've got, yeah, we got a, I know, a couple of full drum tracks as well. We right. never use a full drummer, but i got a full kit back for this year, right. if that makes any sense to anybody uh, that's hearing this. <laughs> Aye. 
And when is that due out? Uh, Mid March. Okay. I got in. I got it. I got it. I got in New York and I got ten gigs in New York in April. Fantastic. So it has to be out for that. So. Right. Okay, brilliant. And we've seen you perform tonight with a as a three piece. Are the, the musicians you should play with tonight on the record? Yeah. Uh, well, one of them is Stephen Lindley, the guitarist. Is he was my original guitarist in a band I had called Levelers Five. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah. And he's the original guy for that. Right. Okay. So, fantastic. Uh, I usually have a, a guy from Holland. I lived in Rotterdam for right. a few years, and he was usually my drummer. Can't can get him over anymore. It's difficult. So yes. I got Gary there. And you recorded in Liverpool? No, we recorded near Preston. All ah, right, okay. Uh, Stephen, the guitarist, has his studio. We do it there, and then we do all that technical shit. We master it somewhere else and all that. But, but it's from uh, Pro Plus. It's on Pro Plus. Yeah. Ah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, t- uh, 25 years ago, next month, we recorded uh, an album called Springtime in uh, the Pink Museum on Lark Lane. Right. And a great fucking wine bar there. I don't think I've ever fucking painted it for about 50 years. <laughs> Keeps Keith's wine bar on Lark Lane. Okay. Right. Uh, okay. The Pink Museum in them days, it was run with gangsters. So we're recording the album, and every now and again we go in, and these guys are like, so, <laughs> yeah. "Fantastic!" That was my introduction to Liverpool. <laughs> Fantastic, because you're, you're obviously you're a big Celtic fan, uh, so you're you're, big, you're from Glasgow. It's in the blood, right? Castle Milk. Castle Milk. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, um, can I ask you go back a little bit? Uh, I saw you play. I think it must have been '97 or '98 with uh, the Calvin Party, right. uh, supporting Half Man Half Biscuit. Who you're going to be supporting tomorrow night? Is that right? I indeed, uh, Liquid Rooms in Edinburgh. Um, how do you think your your music solo is different from the music you made with Calvin Party? I don't know. Uh, it's freer, I think. I don't know about anybody else, I can't speak for anybody else, but you're right, you're right for what you've got. And uh, it was a five piece, four piece band, and so I wrote for a four piece band, that was it, a five piece band. I, I moved, I had various things, uh, anyway, I left the UK and I went to Rotterdam, and we just finished another Calvin Party album, which I think was the best year. I actually got near to Sonic Youth and that, and <laughs> But As you did tonight, by the way, breaking his guitar <laughs> strings at home. Nightmare, man. <laughs> uh, we never released that yet because we all fell out. I went to live in Rotterdam. Oh, really? Yeah. So I had to start again. I had to find a name. Uh, and my, uh, one of my favourite photographers was uh, Ralph Eugene Meatyard. Okay. And I'm a vegetarian, so it seemed like so cute. Appropriate, so they called yeah. her and all that. And it's freer. I can write whatever you, I like. Okay. It doesn't matter. I can write a love song, a quiet song. Do you think you're more political? More obviously, so I yeah, because I was uh, I was big on literature and all that shit, yeah. uh, metaphor and uh, deep embedded metaphor. And all. Yeah, and then the criticism I got for uh, blowing up your arse yeah, was it so simplistic and all right, that. okay. My response to that was, of course, <laughs> yeah. Why? So we're going to dress this shit up in metaphor and like, or oh, make it arty? No, it's right to it's, the it's fucking. It's a clear point. message, isn't it? Yes, yeah. that's what. That's the fucking point. And I know you're writing a lot of songs. Well, at least one song about uh, the, the the Palestine. Uh, is that a cause close to your heart? Oh, aye, obviously. Uh, how can it not be? Uh, uh, back in the day, it was uh, Nicaragua, right. and the Contras and all that. I wrote shit about that, and I don't know. We were when we brought, we moved to Glasgow, and you, know, you can't say that anymore. Oh, you're a Republican because it's uh, 
and all that with my dad was and my mum was yeah <laughs> my dad and mum and the terrorists yeah with uh, there's, there's only one island right you know, right. Minute, part of it's colonised. Yes, and right. that's it. So I was brought up in a household that was very aware of that, yeah. that, that stuff. And uh, I'm not saying I'm right about everything, but I'll tell you what I'm fucking right about, and that's Gaza and Palestine. Yeah. And I'm married to a Jewish lassie. Right, there you go. And I got married two years ago in New York in a fucking synagogue. Right. But I had to, I went, straight away the deal was get out here, because nobody marries in Europe. Because I'm a Catholic. Oh, is that right? Okay. So nobody marries. They pretend, yeah, pretend marries, but they want to be a, a real Okay. So he's not a Zionist, obviously. So the deal was, okay, we'll get married in uh, a fucking great place called the Actors Temple. It was the local synagogue of the Marx Brothers. You can't believe it, can you? It's like, fuck it, that was a dream. But the deal was, we'd head off straight, as soon as we get married, we're straight across town there to St. Patrick's Cathedral, where I can ask for forgiveness. <laughs> that was the, uh, oh, fair enough. I'm not a fucking anti-Semite or anything like that. No, of course not. Not, not at all. It's as fucking clear as day. Yeah. The US fucking Israeli Zionist axis is well, fucking mental, man. It's I, so painful. The Gaza stuff that happened, there's a song for kids on the Gaza beach on the yes. next album. I've got... I've had to cancel the comments on it, the abuse I got for that. You're joking, really? Over on, on Shite on YouTube. Yeah. Tons of fucking abuse. I know, but I can't believe it. It's just four kids on a beach. I can't believe it. I don't know why. Why would you do that? It's insane. All four kids playing on a Gaza beach. Four kids blown, blown to pieces Bodies broken, hearts all broken Four kids blown, blown to pieces The US and Israel say it's a war Four kids blown, blown to pieces it's not a war, it's war crimes That's four kids blown, blown to pieces Journalists watch from the hotel window Four kids blown, blown to pieces the world watches on their TV screens And four kids blown, blown to pieces It's 70 years from Four kids blown, they're blown to pieces 68 years, day and massacre Four kids blown, blown to pieces
mean, it's, uh, it's very powerful stuff, and I think it's, it's songs that need to be sung, and I'm, I'm so happy that you're singing them. Um, okay. I've got a question about uh, the song you sang tonight, the sad song of the singer-songwriter, and you said in your introduction that there was a hierarchy of cunts, and uh, there's politicians, bankers, was it, bailiffs, oh, yeah. and singer-songwriters. I'd like to just... Uh, uh, who would you put near the top of that hierarchy of the singer-songwriters? Uh, Ed Sheeran. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good answer. Yeah. Who's that yeah. twat with a red lipstick? Uh, she calls some fucking tart in America. <laughs> Somebody I'm, I'm, with... You're going to have to know right now. Robert Smith was the first big person I bought. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. That's about as current as I get. Yeah. Um, uh, we, you mentioned also vegetarian. We have a question uh, that we that we uh, that we are we I have to ask you because whenever we interview anyone we have to ask this question. He doesn't want me to ask it because he thinks it's a stupid question. Right, you're in a cafe and you're you've you, you're, you've got uh, tea or coffee, you've got toast or bread, uh, and you're allowed four more things. Four more things. You, what what would you what would you have? Cheese, bread, uh, chilies. Um, chili oil. That's it. Well, that's, that's that's a really healthy answer. We haven't had that. Yeah, it's just healthy. I'm got. so fucking healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fantastic. And um, can I ask you another question? Going back a little bit, because um, I'm a, I'm a big fan from back in the day in the Level is Five and, and Calvin Party. Um, do you do you think there's there's enough angst in modern music, or is it something that's really missing? That's a very leading question. <laughs> uh, all modern music is shit. No, but you don't believe that, do you? No. no. Uh, I don't know. I, it's, always, it's always been the same, isn't it? When I was in Perry Hooper, when I was younger and all that, I saw him at Eric's and stuff like that. Sort of pixies at uh, the International, 200 people there. And the guy who used to do Eric's, the only guy I ever knew uh, who had a obituary in The Guardian, Roger Eagle. Yeah. He was running the International. So that was going on, and I was like, fucking man, it was amazing. Yeah. And at the same time, there was, I'm sure there was shite, everything, you know, mainstream shite. So, and it's always been the same. And, yeah, it, yeah. and it's changed a wee bit. It's, 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 I, don't know, I don't know why, it, it seems to be less opportunity for that, you know, you have that sort of subsection or, or whatever you would call it, the alternative section and all that. I think it's, it's, it's more and more difficult. I, think I just lose money I think constantly. Not really. I lose money constantly. Yeah. You never get paid fucking anywhere. Yeah. No, there's, well, there's, there's no. It makes you more angry, though. It's good, yeah. it's good for your ass, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think with the, the great, or the fucking wonderful thing about the web and all that, of course, is information gets up there. Yeah. But yeah. I think there's a, there's a counter to that as well, and it's just fucking complete domination uh, of with popular music now. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's an industry. Of course it is. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm, I've been told I'm unfair and they said Sheeran, fucker. I don't know. He's a middle class kid for, uh, with a check shirt and a wispy beard for fucking middle class Edinburgh. It's, it's, be it's a half-hearted attempt at a beard, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, yeah, well, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hipsters yeah. and all, I don't know. I, but do you have to keep going? I, I mean, there's I, less opportunity for the alternative now. Yes, okay, I think. Okay. I mean, I think I think it's it's fantastic that you you've made you're overtly political. Uh, you're saying things that other people aren't saying. Uh, if you're writing stuff, how can you know right about? I don't know. I, I really worry. I fear about being accused of just stuff like I uh, protesting your bollocks and all that shit. 
I really, I, um, I'm genuinely, honestly, as true as I'm fucking sat here, I don't know how you can know not write about, about it. Yeah. It's, it's not a pretense. It's like me forgetting all my words. I don't fucking pretend. It just, I, I get, I blocks, and it becomes part of the act because I have to fucking make things up. But it's the same with the, the, the political thing. It's, it's fucking life. It's there all the time, and the fucking tragedy that we see. And everybody can see it. The greatest thing again with a web and all that is all that information's there. The fucking Israelis, the Zionists, and the US—they can't hide it anymore. Yeah. These people are being fucking slaughtered, and everybody's got it on a fucking phone. Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. 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 How yeah, can you not write about that? What yeah. are you going to write about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, so, uh, if you could somehow magic yourself into any band in the entire history of rock and roll. To be a member of it, what would you, uh, what would, who would you, who or why, which band would you like to be in? I'd like to be the singer in Perubu, uh-huh. uh, the lead guitarist in Sonic Youth, and uh, uh, the carrier bag holder for Debbie Harry. And in your uh, long and glorious, glamorous rock and roll career, uh, you must have met a fair number of people that you, uh, you know, like the people you sing about in the Standing, of Sh- Standing on the Shoulders, the people who you greatly admire. Uh, who have been truly um, nice to you? It's, it's repetitive. Uh, David Thomas of Peruba. Right. Uh, Bono was a prick. Yeah, that was <laughs> going to be my next question. Who's your best? Who's a complete unexpected. Yeah. But talking to Bono was a, next to him was a lovely guy. Big, uh, big country. Oh, Stuart Adamson. Stuart Adamson. Yeah, yeah. he was great. Yeah. He was a lovely fella. Right. Yeah. Uh, but Bono was. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's an easy target, isn't it? Yeah. But well, it's not that surprising. Bono was a yeah, prick. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I'll support you anytime, Bono, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, more, one, one, one more question. Do you have a favourite word or phrase that you've managed to somehow get into? You've always, always wanted to get this word or phrase into a song and then you've finally got it into a song. Oh, Apart from that. the word cunt, obviously, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. we enjoy you. If it's contrived like that, intentional, it'll be uh, a quote for somebody like the Elias Lysen government, Crystal Eastman, yeah. Yeah. said that, yeah. so I'll deliberately point that in. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to be fancy and write, and that's why a lot of the Calvin Party Love Those Five songs were never really seen as uh, political, because I was arty farty fucking round about. So all that now is completely gone, it's direct. Things are so fucking bad, it's a, it's a conceit, it's a lie to dress it up in arty terms. And that's why I got fucked in The Guardian with like a thousand readers. This is such simplistic shit. Uh, it was one of them, was I really like that? Yeah. <laughs> How can you dress up? The, the, you know, four kids killing a fucking Gaza beach. Yeah, right. How can you dress up? You know, what the, what the, clearly what's happening politically. To dress it up is just like, you know, that's terrible. Yeah. It's a, no, it's utterly, I ain't Thomas Pynchon. Uh, he is a fucking writer. In Howardson, a guy called Edward Saez, uh, people like that. Just fucking add the both thing as it happens. Marvellous, marvellous. So they, they, I mean, they obviously inspire your your art, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, listen, excuse me, I'm not being, I, I don't, I'm not saying that anybody else has to do this. No, no, no. And I'm not saying that I'm great for doing it. I just, I literally, I don't have a choice. <laughs> you, you just do it. It's all right, a happy song, I try. And I love song. And songs about, you know, me and the missus breaking up and all that. Uh, I was, uh, I think the doctor called it catastrophic, uh, a catastrophic breakdown. Oh, I wrote okay. songs about that on the album. Once there, you're right. Yeah. 
yeah. and they're inclusive politics and yeah. I, I'm not making any money fucking lose everywhere <laughs> and so so why, why fucking bother <laughs> so why fuck about doing something no just tell it like it is and that's it well uh, we w- have to say that anyone who's listening to this podcast has to go and buy your stuff. Can you, can you tell us where, where they can get your materials? There's a website, I think, isn't there? Uh, it's uh, jdmeatyard.com. Okay. Uh, Pro Plus uh, website. Uh, I'm, you know, I wouldn't advise anybody to get it from Amazon, but you can. You can, yeah. Or you can just fucking completely steal it on Spotify. <laughs> or come and see you play. Or come and see us play. And you're Edinburgh yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, Liquid Rooms in Edinburgh with one of the greats. In 25 years, they'll be having courses, looking at the, uh, the literature... Yes, yes, of Nigel Blackwell. Indeed, indeed. Well, JD, JD John Donaldson, thank you very much for talking to us. Really appreciate it. Um, and we're going to play a lot of your songs on our podcast. <laughs> if, if no one else does, well, we'll do that for you. The new album, there's two albums already: JD Meatyard, and the second one was Northern Songs, and the next one is Taking the Asylum. Brilliant. Please, bye. Thank yeah. you very much. Thanks very much for your time. Cheers, man. God made the pixels So take off your dress And send it to me We could all be debasers So where is my mind? Please send it to me We're standing on the shoulders Standing on the shoulders Standing on the shoulders Of better men Standing on the shoulders, standing on the shoulder, standing on the shoulders of better men. As I hit priest in Salford, all over my Dobbins, saw who made the Nazis. We all carry a bag man in Hillary's corner. Hats off to the hip priest We're standing on the shoulders Standing on the shoulders Standing on the shoulders of better men We're standing on the shoulders Standing on the shoulders Standing in the shadows of better men They already said And the mold's not broken Jonathan Richmond Faster miles an hour Radio, radio, radio on It's a modern dance A modern dance Pavement, pavement Brighten my corners It's a wonderful life On a sparkle horse King of nails I pennies, I pennies
the shoulders We're living in the shadows of better men So that was J.D. Mijard there with uh, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. Very good. Um, and uh, we, we, we should say, uh, with apologies to Steve Thompson and the Innocents, we're not really going to review them because we didn't really see much of them because we were doing our interview with, uh, with, John. With, with John, but maybe you could hear them in the background yeah. uh, during that interview. From what we understand uh, we, from our other uh, people we were there with, they were very good. Yeah, and I saw half a song of yeah. them, and they were they were they they certainly uh, the bass player had some good, good had got a bit of a groove going, right. and they, they had a bit in the middle of their song that I did see where they kind of went instrumental. Okay, and it was uh, it was very good. Yeah. It was a good uh, it's a shame we missed yeah, them. It's but... A little bit Stone Roses. Oh, okay. So uh, hopefully we can catch them another time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, who we did catch though was the the headline band who was the, the all, all the way from Hartlepool. The Jar family. The Jar family. Nothing to do with Jar Woosh. No, or Jar Wobble. No, no. Uh, uh, but they were, or Jar Jar Binks for that matter. No, but, um, they were a curious-looking bunch. They were had a great look. Good hats. Good hats. I mean, let's describe them. Okay, go you on. Them. So there was a six-piece band. Yep. Five of them were singing. Uh, yes. The drummer was the only guy who wasn't singing. So you had um, on the left-hand side, you had um, uh, a, a guitarist. Uh, Paul Skulls, a little bit of Paul Skulls. Paul Skulls, yeah. A much younger and much better looking Paul oh, yeah. Skulls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll call him. Yeah. Uh, we played a very nice Fender. Who, who actually announced himself towards the end as, as the ginger in the band? Yes, he did, yeah. Uh, then there was uh, the young, skinny, uh, young Bob Dylan. Yes, look, look, circa perhaps, blonde on blonde. Bob Dylan slash Patti Smith uh, lookalike. Yeah, well, uh, yes, um, uh, Playing acoustic guitar. And, and uh, harmonica. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, what? yes. Could he play harmonica? Yeah, he was, yeah, that was that was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah. There was the guy with the top hat with the peacock in it. Yes, peacock feather in it, rather. Yes. Um, yeah, not, not a whole peacock. peacock no, that um, was who was playing percussion? I mean, it's difficult to say what they were playing because everybody swapped around. So they did, long. yeah. They were uh, multi instrumentalists and, 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 and everybody sang, and uh, it, and they were all, you know, five exceptionally good vocalists and in and, and incredible yeah. musicians. Yeah. Yeah, so you had your man there who I thought looked a bit like the American actor from Inception, okay. Joseph Gordon Levitt. I, I don't know who that is, but you said the, so, yes. But, well, you just have to take my word for it then. Okay. Uh, then you had a uh, bass player guy. Yes. Also in a waistcoat. Yes. Uh, who I'm sure I recognise. Oh. I'm sure he used to be in another band. He probably played I, for QPR. No, no, no. He's a, he had more talent than that. <laughs> um, no, he, he, he just looked very familiar. Oh. I'm sure he used to be in another band. Okay. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Then you had uh, sort of gravel-voiced, steampunk bowler hat guy. He was great. He was very good, wasn't he? Yes. And he had a sort of interesting sort of side-stepping dance move that he was yes. doing. And and he, did you notice his sort of curious line in in sort of crazy demented faces that he would occasionally pull? <laughs> I, I did notice. He'd occasionally pull a, a sort of comic... Comically demented you, face. You could yeah. almost call them Gurns. Yeah, I mean. yeah, that was very entertaining. Yeah. But I mean, what a voice he had too. Well, the whole and band. I mean, I, I have to hold my hands up here. <coughs> I didn't know very much about them. Uh, I'd seen a little bit on on YouTube, as we said at the beginning of the pod. Um, but they were fantastic. It was it was like this dream combination of of the band, uh, yeah. Bob Dylan, obviously. Um, I thought a little Water Boys. Water Boys, yeah. certainly. Yeah. Um, the men they couldn't hang. 
bit of the Pogues. Pogues. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. And, and uh, the, the only thing I would say was uh, was that I they had some more conventional rocky type songs. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I wasn't quite as keen on those. Oh, really? I, I liked the the sort of more acoustic-y, sloppy, yeah. country, gospel-y type. Uh, folky stuff. Fair enough. I, uh, I thought the, the combination worked really well. I, I enjoyed the juxtaposition of those those two forms. I mean, those and songs were, were very well played, and a lot yeah. of them had very interesting lyrics as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I knew nothing about this band until about five days ago. Yeah. And well, you I, wrote to them, didn't you? I well, I, they I think I filled in my email address on their website. All oh, right. Okay. And uh, because it said like to put you know join our mailing list and you can have a free a free EP, and I was expecting a download code to be sent to me. Yeah. But they actually sent me this CD. Uh, you have in your hand, which is a bit dangerous because you are driving, so yes, I'll, actually, I'll take it off you. Well, it's, that's not the right CD. Oh, is it not? That's no. Most Art Diving Club. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. A completely different CD, oh, yes, okay. but in a, in a slip case. So it's down here somewhere. <laughs> oh, nice. And, and I think we're going to close the podcast. Well, with, we should because with, they, they were a tremendous man. And I just want to go back to the venue there because it was very noticeable that the, the guy who runs the, the venue... Frank. Frank. Yeah. Who was front and centre for this band is obviously a, a favourite of his. Yeah. Um, and uh, he re- really enjoyed them, and they gave a great show. They came back and they played a long encore, three or four songs. Um, tremendous live band. Yes, um, definitely. Live, go and see them. Yeah, yeah, wow, they were, they were great. So that's the Jar family from Hartlepool. Um, JD Meatyard, go and see him as well. In fact, everyone who we saw tonight. Yeah. I would happily recommend to any any of our listeners to go and see. Um, but as you say, we're going to finish with a song from uh, the EP that you were the sent. The EP that I've sent, which I can't find, so I can't find the name of it. Uh, yeah. But we'll put it on the blog post, yeah. and uh, we're going to finish with. And I can't see the title because I can't find the sleeve, and I'm driving. Yeah. Uh, have, a, have a good guess. Go on. It's, it's, it's track three. <laughs> Here's the Jar Family with track number three. <laughs>
So that was the Jar family with a live version of She Was Crying, uh, which is indeed track three on the band's Live and to the Letter EP, which you can get for free if you sign up on their website, which is thejarfamily.com. Follow the link to Free Stuff, I think it is. Um, and a fantastic band they were too. Um, now, if you have managed to stay this far into the podcast, you will be very pleased to know that I've got a little special surprise for you, which is a, a version of Not All The E's In England, which was performed by uh, Michael Conroy last night. Um, and this is taken from the Super Queen's Royal Shit CD that he very kindly gave me. So we'll sign off with that and we'll see you next time. Not for all the ease in England, not for all the cigarettes in France, not for all the hollow ring of Hollywood, not for all the white folk who can't dance, not for all the blowjobs in the White House, not for all the porn on the net, not for all the sadists in religion, would I erase the day we met, not for all the guns in Alabama, not for all the stale sex in sales, not for all the kids in Catholic families Not for all the sheep in Wales Not for all the drunken songs of exiles Not for all the coppers on the take Not for all the deep fried food in Glasgow Would I say our love was a mistake Not for all the sweat on Vegas Elvis Not for all the Chinese who drink tea Not for all the Rizzler in Jamaica Not for all the fears that cripple me Not for all the crap in capitalism Not for all the stars that ever shone Not for all the gangsters' golden fillings Would I suggest we carried on?